Live from the Average Joe Nation studios in St. Clair, Missouri, this is the Average Joe Podcast, a show that proves that in this crazy world, a combination of common sense and a C-plus average is actually a superpower. Sure, he's crazy, but what if he's right? Please welcome your host, Damon Gilbert. Well, hello again, everyone. I am going to talk about something today you probably don't want to hear. You're probably aware of, but you don't want to hear. You know what I mean? So we are headed, according to uh, Deutsche Bank. Now, Deutsche Bank, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but they're they're ranked number one for financing and credit trading in the Asia Pacific uh, area, and uh, they're usually they're usually pretty spot on. They 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 will they will probably see things in the future that are happening in Europe, and they will pass that along and kind of um, you know let you know what's going to happen in the United States and around the world for that matter. So the problem is the U.S. is going we're going headfirst into a uh, a major Biden recession, and uh, it's it's going to come over the summer, pretty sure of it. And because of that, it's going to basically spiral spiral across the world. And it's, it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be really bad. And it, and it all comes back to, it all comes back to the lockdowns. The, the governors in these states were absolutely out of their minds about this lockdown. And it's coming back to haunt us now. A lot of times economics takes a long time. It, it moves like a glacier. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't happen immediately, but it does happen eventually. And that's what's happening. The lockdowns killed us. They killed us, the governors. And Bidenomics. That's another thing that's killing us. It's not helping. It didn't help. It didn't help after the lockdowns. You're talking about free willing spending that uh, that Biden has been doing. I mean, we all got checks in the mail. We we've been spending money like, like basically what my my grandfather said, spending mus- money like the Russians are in Jersey. Well, they're not in Jersey, but they're in Ukraine. So same thing. Inflation is going to hit a. The rate is going to be at a dangerous level. Uh, and what happens when the inflation gets to a dangerous level? Most of the middle class stops spending, okay? Businesses make less, there's no demand, they cut workers, unemployment rises. I mean, not, not only not only we're going to be in a recession, we're going to be, as far as I'm concerned, in a stagflation mode. Now, if you're not familiar with what stagflation is, I wasn't either, I had to really look it up. I've heard it in the past few years. But I didn't know where it came from. And it was first used in the 1960s during a time of economic stress in the United Kingdom. Okay. And what that represents and what that means is that there's slow economic growth and sometimes none. Uh, There's high unemployment uh, or economic stagnation. In other words, your uh, gross national product doesn't rise. And at the very same time, you've got rising prices. And and the funny thing is, you know, they're talking about this inflation and the numbers they're using are actually tainted. I don't know if you're aware of this, but back in the 1970s, if we were using those numbers, I think right now that inflation would be at, at least double digits, if not more, if not more. I mean, in the low double digits, I, I really think it would be. But in the 1990s, during the, the, uh, <laughs> during the uh, Clinton administration, in order to make it look better, they fudged the numbers. Do you know they do that on unemployment too? I don't know if you're aware of that, but they don't count people who is, is unemployed if they're not looking for work anymore. Okay, that, that that doesn't make any sense. And that's how they did it, because that way they could come out and say, hey, the, the inflation rate or the unemployment rate is only this high. You know, it's not as bad as you think. And it's all, it's all about psychiatry. It's all about psychology. 
It really is. Because if the uneducated voter believes what the government's telling them, they won't make it. They won't stop. They'll continue to spend if they have no economic sense whatsoever. They'll do it. So they fudge the numbers and they do it. They do it to keep you in the dark. Uh, and, and they just want you to keep spending. That's what they want to do, because without that, without that, our, econ our economy slows down to the point where you start having inflation. You start having uh, unemployment. So what's really going to hurt in the long run, it, it, Biden keeps trying to blame all this stuff on, he calls it the Putin price hike. That's nonsense. We buy very little oil from uh, uh, Russia. Uh, it's it's in the single digits. It's nothing. It's nothing. And if we were energy independent like we were under Trump, this wouldn't even been an issue. But seeing as how we we were, you know, Biden's on this this war with uh, to destroy and basically eliminate eliminate the uh, the energy sector in the United States. This is this is really causing some problems because we we are not energy efficient anymore or energy independent. And that means that we do depend on outside sources for our oil. Now, can we go electric? I don't want to get into that. Of course we could at some point, maybe. But you'd have to have an infrastructure that supports it. We don't have that right now. So at the end of the day, we're still a, we're still a petroleum-based economy. And there's no getting around that. But Biden would love to, to blame everything on Putin. Okay? Now, this is despite the fact that prices were inflating prior to the invasion of Ukraine. Prices were inflating because of this stupid COVID lockdown that we insisted on doing, that all these governors decided to do, that the federal government was involved in. That's what's coming back to haunt us, okay? It started in 2020, started in 2020. What, where are we right now? The first part of 20, the first uh, what quarter of 2022? Yes, it's coming back to roost, that's all it is. And I firmly believe that Biden, Biden is purposely trying to destroy the middle class. Uh, he's, he's, he's trying to destroy the middle and upper middle class, and this is going to affect them immediately. It, it, right now, the poor, the poor are already being affected by this. The middle class hasn't really, we're ignoring it for the most part. If you see the restaurants in your town when you drive by on a Friday or Saturday night, people are ignoring us. They're hoping it goes away. They're hoping it doesn't exist. But I got news for you, it does. Because now, I, I got to admit, Putin's right, or uh, Putin, jeez, um, uh, Biden's right about one thing. There will be Putin price hikes. There will be. But they're not going to kick in until harvest season of this year. Okay, right now, right now, in April, fertilizer's being bought. And it's the price on it is astronomical right now. Now, those prices that they're paying for their fertilizer, their diesel fuel, all of the other aspects of farming, they're going to be passed along in, at, at uh, harvest season during August through uh, October. That's when this is all going to show up. See, Russia business has decided to throttle the supply of fertilizer. That's, what, that's basically what it is. It's not, like, it's not like Putin's saying, hey, we're not going to sell you any more fertilizer. It's the businesses saying that. They're saying, hey, we're not going to do that. They're hurting our economy. We're going to hurt them right back. And it's not going to be tomorrow. It's going to be later on down the road. You wait and see. That's why I know this, this war is going to continue at least till the end of the year. It's not going anywhere. 
What's the, what's the, what? And getting back to the farmers, what's a farmer's biggest cost? What's his biggest cost? Fuel and fertilizer, and seed. Okay, I would say that's right. I could be wrong, but I would think that would be in the top ten at least. So, if your fuel becomes more expensive, your fertilizer becomes more expensive, your seed becomes more expensive. Well, the vegetables you pull out of the ground are the cattle that you have in the field are all going to have to be more expensive for the consumer or for the middleman or for the processor. That's just the way it works. It's just the way it works. There's no getting around it. You're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to absorb that kind of increase. No one can. No business can. No one operates for zero profit. That's not why you're in business. It's just not. Now, what's Biden going to do about this? Not a damn thing. He's, he, he's not going to address this. And I believe, I believe at, at the end of the day that it's an attempt and a plan to overhaul the economy. And what they want to do is they want to bring in more censorship and more dependence on government. Because they want to turn, they like the way China works. That's what they like. They like, and, and, and Joe is a Chinese asset. I don't care what you say, he is. He's, he's been bought and paid for by the Chinese, uh, the uh, Communist Chinese Party, the CCP. He has. And I fully believe that this is a orchestrated, planned effort to do this because there's too many people in his administration to be this stupid. There's no way that they can all be this dumb. It's impossible. It just can't be. So at the end of the day, what I recommend, I recommend that you stock up. Stock up on food. Stock up on anything that is, uh, I guess, storable. I think it would be a good idea because we're going to see a housing crisis. We are. There's a, that housing prices cannot stay this high. They are selling homes to people who can't afford them. It's just like 2008. We're going to see that just fall, and it's going to cause major uh, upheaval in the economy. Student loan crisis is going, that's a bubble that's going to burst as well. I mean, there's so many things coming together at the same time. It's almost a perfect economic storm. I've never seen anything like this, and I'm no expert at it. I'm just reading what other people say, and not just one guy. I'm reading several of them, people who know what they're talking about, who have predicted these things before. I mean, for instance, the student loan crisis, that's $1.6 trillion. That if, here's what Joe's thinking about doing. He's thinking about canceling all student debt. What does that do to the economy? Well, immediately, because the government has guaranteed these loans, that's $1.6 trillion that goes right on the deficit, right on the deficit. So suddenly there's more money that they've pushed into the economy that's not worth anything. And that's what's going to happen. It's, it's the same thing with the housing crisis. You remember 2008, everybody remembers that. If you're over 20, yeah, it, it, was, it was a disaster. We're looking at a mild, I don't know, we're looking at a recession for sure. I don't think we're gonna be able to, um, I don't think we're gonna be able to uh, avoid it. Because if, you, if, if see, here's the here's problem. And we're actually looking at a mild depression too, if you ask me that may be on the horizon in a year or so. The problem is, is there's only two ways to address this. And one is to let the crisis blow over. Now, if you do that, you're gonna have rationing shortages and price controls. That's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt the Democrats in the, in the midterms. It'll probably hurt the Democrats in 2024 because they're in charge. They're the ones running the show. They're the ones making the policies. They've got the uh, majority in the Senate and the House. They have, they have all of the pieces to fix this. 
and they won't address it. They're, they're basically doing exactly what they're doing with the southern border. They're ignoring it. And when they do have to address it, it's going to be too late. I really believe that. Now, again, first, first choice you've got is let the crisis blow over. That is going to be disastrous for them politically. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they will opt for option two, which is an intervention stand. In other words, they're going to start pumping money into the economy. They're going to give you money for your gas bill. They're going to give you money for your food bill. They're going to give you subsidies for this, subsidies for that. And what's that going to do? All that's going to do is create more inflation. But it will do this. It will buy the administration some time. You've heard the old saying, kick the can down the road. That's what we're talking about here. I think that they're trying to get to the 2022 midterms and possibly the 2024 uh, elections. And if they can do that by spending us into bankruptcy, that's what they're going to do. I really believe that. That's what I see coming right here. I, I don't see any way around this. Things have gotten too out of control. This lockdown, which was a complete and total, history is going to look at this and go, what were these people thinking? The funny part is that there, you can see, and you can look back, Biden encouraged lockdowns. Okay, he, he thought it was a good idea. He thought that was the way to go. I, you know, he's an idiot for thinking that, obviously. But I said it long ago, you can't lock down an entire economy, especially the world economy. Things will go sideways. They always do. There's no getting around it. The, the Great Depression did the very same thing. You know, it, it just doesn't work. But here's, you know, and then, and then the war came along conveniently. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny that the war came along? at just the right time so that Biden could blame everything on Putin. Everything. He could blame it on Putin. He could blame it on COVID, which he was right about the COVID. It did, it did cause a lot of this. But he was right. He was on board with it. So, I mean, I, it's hard for me to, uh, you know, sympathize with someone when they admit that their screw-up is the reason that things are sideways. That doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> now, at the end of the day, Dutch Bank... Deutsche Bank, I'm sorry, uh, you know, their warnings. That's a bad sign. And the thing is, Deutsche Bank doesn't want a recession. They don't. They don't want a recession. A recession doesn't help them. I mean, they, what were they trying to do for a long time? They were trying to call it between them and the Federal Reserve. I mean, what, what kind of words did you hear? Uh, transitory, transitory, temporary inflation, right? It was transitory inflation. It did nothing to worry about. It's a slight bump. Yeah. The thing they didn't tell you is they have no clue and they don't know how to fix it. They need Dutch Deutsche Bank, just like every other bank in the world, needs investment. They, they need investment to make money. And if consumers stop buying, the economy suffers. Business suffers, prices go up, there's unemployment, people have no money to spend. That, that's what the bottom line is. I mean, if you want a real example of this and what's going on, the trucking industry is a good place to go. You ask anyone that's in the trucking industry right now, anyone, anyone. This is the canary in the coal mine, folks. It really is. The trucking industry is suffering today. It's, it's, what's happening right now is exactly what happened in the 70s. You've got people out there trying to make truck payments, trying to, trying to haul freight. You've got prices that are sky high for fuel. You've got them undercutting each other. You've got uh, uh, you know, a, uh, a slowdown. So suddenly there's not as many loads as there used to be. And you've got, you've got, you've got competition, big time. 
people are hauling freight for free right now. They literally are. They're hauling freight right now. I, I was talking to a friend of mine who's in the business. Right now he's getting undercut by people who are running freight for exactly what it, it's going to cost in fuel. You can't do that. So that's going to come to a screeching halt as well. It's going to bankrupt hundreds, if not thousands, of these guys. And it's all it's going to do is hurt the economy. And then it's just basically, um, you know, like a, a dominoes. One thing leads to another. And the next thing you know, you've got a, an economy that's in the, in the toilet. And again, I, I don't want to sound like the, the bad guy here or, or Mr. Gloom and Doom, but it really is time to prepare, folks. It really is. Just something to think about. Something to kick around. Next time you're at the store, buy a few extra this, buy a few extra that. You've got a few months. You've got a few months. And I'm not saying the sky is falling. I hope this doesn't happen. I don't want to be, I don't want to sound like I'm Chicken Little or, or you know, the boy that cried wolf. But at the end of the day, what's the worst that could happen? You have a little bit more food and you can eat it, okay? At some point. If it doesn't happen, everybody's happy, okay? All right. Well, I'm coming back with the news. I'll be right back. A little bit of crazy, but a whole lot of right. You're listening to The Average Joe Podcast with Damon Gilbert. All right, first uh, story I wanted to talk about today, and it's probably not the most important, but it is an interesting one. Uh, The Biden administration is going to comply with the court order of keeping Title 42 uh, restrictions in place. So he's he's going to do that, which will keep a lot more of the uh, illegals from coming up from Central and South America. I think that's a good idea. But he wouldn't have done it if he wasn't forced by the courts. So there you go. Elections do matter. They really do. Because if a judge is put into place who's got a you know a, an agenda or he's willing to you know be bought and sold, this would go by the by by the wayside. It really would, and you would have more people in. Literally, we've got kids in, in school right now in, in a rural area out here where I live. I mean, we literally have kids, children who are coming from, you know, Central and South America who are brought to this country illegally, of course, crossing the border. Uh, this one, his mom and dad apparently had walked all the way from Honduras. Now, I'm not sure I believe that whole story, but they're from Honduras. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they walked the entire way, but at the end of the day, he can't speak English. He can't speak English. So what happens? They have to take him into school. They have to get an interpreter. It, it just increases the cost for these kids. It, it's, it's ridiculous what's going on. So as far as I'm concerned, um, the border should be closed for a while until we get this situation under control. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. Um, now this, uh, this should go under the category of winning, W-I-N-N-I-N-G, winning, okay? I love this story. There's a Twitter exec. Uh, her name is, what is her name? Visaya Gadi, I guess is it, or Gade. She's the head of trust, safety, legal, and public functions at Twitter currently. And she's an executive. And apparently they were on a Zoom call yesterday talking about the uh, uh, acquisition or the purchase of Twitter by Elon Musk. And she said, she said, Twitter exec who censored. Now, this is a girl who censored Hunter Biden's story. Okay. We know that for a fact. And oversaw Trump's ban from Twitter. She oversaw all of that. And she's the head of trust, safety, legal, and public functions. What she did on the, the uh, <clears throat> Zoom call was hilarious. She actually cried during the staff meeting on the Elon Musk takeover. 
Talk about moral authority. This was the moral authority at Twitter. And she cries on a Zoom call with her people she works with. What is it with these people? I've never seen more weak human beings in my life. I've never seen anything like it. These people who are in these positions, especially in tech, tech especially, are the biggest pussies I've ever seen in my life. The weakest human beings on the planet. They have no moral backbone whatsoever. They've got no backbone at all. They're invertebrates. They really are. Crying on a Zoom meeting, seriously. If, one, if there's one thing my mother and father always told me, don't ever let them see you cry. Man or woman, doesn't matter. You want to cry when you go in the back room after the, after the fight? Fine. But you don't cry during it. This is pathetic. This right here tells you everything you need to know what, about what's wrong with Twitter. Right there. Right there. All in, in, in one quick sentence. These people are pathetic. Uh, let's see. Speaking of pathetic, Biden financial records reveal... $5.2 million in undisclosed income. Undisclosed income, folks, if you're not familiar with that term, means money that you can't account for, that you've shown in your financial records. Money just came out of nowhere. We don't know from who. It's the darndest thing. Yeah, you can't do that. That's against the law. Obviously, he'll never have to pay anything for this. He'll never, he'll, nothing will ever come of this. But if you and I had $5.2 million of undisclosed income in our, in our financial records, the IRS would be knocking on our door. Believe me. Believe me. That's how these elite get away with this kind of crap. Yeah. And we want to talk about the millionaires and the billionaires are not paying their fair share. $5.2 million undisclosed income. It's all you need to know about old Joe. These are the most, this is the most corrupt group of people I've ever seen in my life. Unbelievable. And it's all starting to come out. And speaking of corrupt and morons to Mitch McConnell, the minority leader in the Senate. Okay, he's a Republican from Kentucky, and he's supposed to be on the Republican side, right? Yeah, well, believe me, oh, turtle, Turtlehead McConnell, he is looking out for number one. That's it. He doesn't give a rat's ass about you and me, and he needs to be kicked out of the, the Senate as soon as possible. But nonetheless, here's the story. He was, and this is in quotation marks, he was exhilarated that Trump had committed political suicide on January 6th. That guy is a turncoat. That guy is a he he is a rat. He's the kind of guy that would turn on you at the at the at the at, at the a moment's notice. Okay? This guy is a he's a traitor, he's a coward, and I have never liked this old guy. Never have. Never have. Mitch McConnell is the kind of guy that you would not want to have as a friend. Because he would turn on you at the first chance he got if he thought it was going to help him out. And he turned on Trump. He never liked Trump. And Trump has never liked him, and I don't blame him. Yeah. So he was exhilarated that he thought Trump had committed political suicide. Well, I got news for you there, oh, uh, uh, oh turtle. I got news for you. I don't know if Trump's going to run in, in 2024, but if you think he committed political suicide and he's out of the game, you're out of your mind. Okay? He, he, didn't, he didn't start this, this uh, social media platform for nothing, oh, Mitch. So look out. I hope he comes after you, and I hope he comes after you with both guns blazing. I really do. I really do. That is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's, an, here's a great one. Our, our old buddy Joe, Joe Biden, uh, he's nearing an announcement 
on federal student debt cancellation. I, this is this is part of what I was talking about earlier, uh, as far as the uh, recession that we're staring dead dead in the eyes. This is going to be part of it right here, because they are losing young people's votes and young people's support just in waves the democrats are they can't keep up they have no they have no direction they have no plan all they can do is smear the other guy and call him names and, and they can't even point out things that they're doing wrong because they're in charge okay so all they can do is smear the opponent that's all they can do and and they're not they're not having much luck at it because apparently the young people aren't buying this at all and I don't blame them. I don't blame them. What have you given me? What have you given me? Nothing. You've given me an economy that sucks. It's in the it's in the crapper right now. I'm I'm getting out of college. I have to work at McDonald's, and I've got a four year degree with a huge load of student debt, and that, hence the key. They think now this is the Democratic uh, strategy right here. I don't know who's dreaming this up, but they're out of their minds. They're thinking, hey, we eliminate the student debt, and they'll vote for us. That's what, that's what they're thinking about. So we'll see how this all plays out. I don't think it's a good idea because all it's going to do is make your taxes higher. Because at the end of the day, somebody's got to pay that debt. It's $1.6 trillion. Not going to work out good. Just not. I, my wife has student debt. Her and I both have, I don't have any student debt, but she does. And we're paying on a student debt loan. All I ask is that they don't, they don't charge you 6% interest. That's all I ask. I'll be more than happy to pay it back. But when I'm paying three or four thousand dollars in uh, in interest a year because of this high interest rate, that's all I'm asking. I think that would be fair. People would pay it back. I think they would have a better chance of paying it back if it wasn't six to eight percent on their loans. And you can thank Obama for that. He's the one that made that deal. Yeah, he's the one that made that deal, and he's also the one that said you couldn't go bankrupt and uh, uh, do away with your student loan. He made that illegal. So all you all you people out there that think Obama was such a great guy, if you've got any student loans whatsoever, you got screwed by this guy. And he laughed all the way to the bank. He did. He, he did. He got paid for it, I guarantee you. Anyway, uh, student loan cancellation is a bad idea, even if it would help me. It's it's just a bad idea. There's no getting around that. It's not going to help the, the economy, and it's certainly not going to help the country as a whole. And what do you tell the people that paid their student loans off? How are you going to explain that to them? What are you going to tell a guy who says, hey, I worked, I worked two jobs, I cut costs at home, I you know, sold um, you know, umbrellas on the street to make enough money to pay my student loan back. And now you're letting all these clowns off the hook. I, and believe me, I, I agree with that 100%. I really do. Even though... This would actually help me. It, it really, in the long run, it doesn't because somebody's going to have to pay for this. So your taxes will go up and you'll probably end up paying more over the long haul than you would if you'd have paid the, uh, the original note. But again, I go back to just, just drop the interest rate to 0%. That's all you got to do, you know, or, or 1% or whatever. But anyway, another thing uh, that they're completely clueless about, they really are. Uh, let's see. Here's another one. CNN... <laughs> this one, this one will kill you because <clears throat> it, it killed me. I don't know who's in charge at these big companies, but apparently they're not watching anything but their own 
advertisements and their own propaganda because CNN actually thought now this was I saw the I saw the notes on this I saw the uh, back and forth uh, I guess it was on a, in a, uh, a meeting I saw the notes they actually thought people at CNN thought they had 29 super fans okay they had 29 29 million people out there that thought CNN was so good that they would pay for CNN plus that they would actually pay for a paid subscription of the CNN that you can get on cable. Who the hell's in charge at these places? I've never seen anything like it. These people are nuts. No way they had, no way they could have believed that. That had to have been a, a used car salesman telling that story, because there's no way anybody could have bought that. That CNN had that many followers. That they were willing to pay sixty dollars a year to watch the same garbage that's being offered on a free channel on their cable bill. Uh, it, that makes no sense at all. Unbelievable, unbelievable. These people are given so much credit for being so smart and they're not. They're all idiots for the most part. These, these executives are a bunch of nitwits. If they actually thought, I, I could work at CNN with that kind of logic. I could, I could, I could, I could, I could beat them all. No common sense. No, and, and I'm completely oblivious to what's going on right in front of you. Unbelievable. And, and they spent $360 million on this launch. CNN spent $360 million propping up and promoting CNN Plus. And they thought they were going to get almost 30 million people to watch this and to pay for the privilege. Unbelievable. When they couldn't get, they can't get, they can't get a million people to watch shows on, uh, that, that's, that they're free. I said that I said that a year ago when I saw this. I said, "There's no way this works. No way," <laughs> and I was right. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, this is an interesting one. Wimbledon officials are still trying to explain how banning players based on their country of origin is not discrimination. Have you seen this? Because Wimbledon's trying to keep the Russian players from playing in in the in the tournament. Never mind if they've got any connections to uh, Vladimir Putin or the political uh, part of the country. Nothing like that. No, it's just for being Russian. Okay, now this is after years of you and me being told by the elites of the world that to discriminate due to race, color, creed, fact status, or sexual identity is wrong, right? No. In this case, they're saying it is not discrimination in the farm that is being said. That's what a guy actually said. Now, let me repeat that. You don't need to worry about this, is what he's telling you. And don't worry about this. Don't even pay any attention to this. You know, we're the elites of the Wimbledon uh, tennis tournament. Don't worry about this. This is, this is a quote. It is not discrimination in the farm that is being said. What the hell does that even mean? Again, more nitwits. Unbelievable. They're going to they're going to ban people based on their country of origin. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Unbelievable. Ah, uh, let's see. Now, we'll move on to the deranged department. Uh, MSNBC and ABC claim that Elon Musk wants to abuse women, Jews, and return to apartheid. That's what that's what Joy Reid said on MSNBC, and that's what was said on The View, on ABC. 
They're saying that he's going to abuse women because he's taking over Twitter. He's going to abuse women, Jews, and he wants to return to apartheid. This is this is getting to the point. I I did a, I did a podcast on this the other day. I'm living in an insane asylum. What is this? It, does anyone actually believe this? Why would you believe this? You have to be a mental midget to buy this. And believe me, I'm no Elon Musk fan. But if you think he's going just by the very purchase of Twitter that he's going to abuse women, I don't even I don't, I don't get the connection. I don't understand where the connection is for Jews. And I don't understand what he's talking about when they're talking about the return to apartheid. And I know that's a reference to the fact that he's from Africa, South Africa. I don't get it. These people are lunatics. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, Let's see. Oh, here's one. A study shows that burglaries dropped in areas that has more gun permits than any other area. So, in other words, if there's a lot of gun permits, people have it. On, you know, weapons in their home. Chances are you're not get, you may not get burglarized. Well, isn't that a surprise? I, I'm sure that it, I'm sure that this study would show also that if you looked around and saw, you know, did a study on how many conceal and carries permits there are in a in a particular area, that carjackings would drop off. Just a thought. I, I'm just maybe. I mean, I think the two have something to do with one another. I mean, you're not going to burglar a home if you think if you're going to break into the place and the guy behind the uh, the door's got a uh, a 12 gauge shotgun. You're probably not going to do that. You're probably going to say, you know, I, I'd like to steal from him, but he may be home and he may kill me. So most burglars, they're usually they, they usually have they usually look out, you know, for themselves and they don't want to get dead. And that would be, you know probably the way to look at it for most people. So yeah, I can say that study. I don't know what that study cost. And my guess is the the uh, federal government probably paid for that study. Yeah. Whatever. Ah, uh, let's see. Last last one of the day is, uh, uh, let's see. Dem's response to Musk's purchase of Twitter is a renewed push for a wealth tax. Okay. So they're saying that if you're rich, even though you paid your taxes, based on that income and the money that you made, because you're rich and you have more money than the average person on the street, that you should be also paying a wealth tax. Dems are unbelievable. Dems are absolutely unbelievable. I believe they said that, uh, what was it? Elon Musk paid more in taxes than anyone in history, but that's not enough for uh, Bernie Sanders and uh, Elizabeth Warren, they think he should pay more. I and believe me, I'm no I'm no fan of rich people, especially people like Elon Musk. I'm no fan. I'm not. I'm not. But I think if you pay your fair share based on the rules and regulations you have in place, I think you paid your taxes. Now, if someone decides that that's not enough, I don't know what you base that on. How much should Elon Musk pay? How much? I, 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 need a, I need a figure. How much is enough for you people? How much is enough for the Dems? How much is enough for taxes? What, 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 what would satisfy them? For him to pay everything that he has in the bank to the Democrat, you know, to, to the government? Is that what you want? Because I, it makes no sense. You don't know how rich people operate. They don't have this money lying around. 
uh, Elon Musk got what they say he's worth 245 or 235 billion dollars. Well, you think he's got he's got all that money in a house somewhere where he throws gold coins up in the air like a, a you know Scrooge McDuck? What, what, what are you kidding me? You don't know how this works. This is all invested. He it, this is the, he has it in in uh, assets. You know, naturally he could if he if he liquidated everything. What what we're supposed to pay that all to the government because the guy was a rich guy? I, the Dems make no sense. They don't. I don't know who they are. I used to be one. I used to I used to follow them, but they're not the Democrats of the '70s. They're just not. I don't know what their problem is. This is that's lunacy again, again, again. I'm I'm living in an insane asylum, and so are you. Anyway, that's all I got today. I'm running over. Uh, it's April 27th, and Joe Biden is still the worst president in American history. Let's go, Brandon. As always, thanks for listening to the Average Joe podcast. Be sure to check out our website at www.averagejoenation.media and follow us on social media. Remember, if you haven't told all your friends, you're wrong. <laughs>